Hello and a big warm welcome to you. My name is Marianne Rose, PhD, and today I have Aletha Salter, also PhD. She is the founder of the Aware Parenting Institute and the author of five books, and they have been translated into 13 languages. Uh, not all of them, but a lot of them.
thing about this approach. Yes. So, but what I worry about when we ignore babies when they're crying, I worry that they're going to lose their sense of trust. They're going to become terrified. Um, they have, they're going to really get incorrect information about themselves. They're going to think nobody loves them when they're crying. <laughs> you know, they're going to think we don't care about them. Um, and studies have shown that it does increase stress, that the cortisol levels, when babies are left alone, their cortisol levels are high. And that's, that's a measure of stress. So it is worrisome to leave babies alone when they're crying. Yeah. It's not, not what I recommend. Yeah. I, really, I really hear that. And what I, um, I, I think it's, I learned this piece from you is really that, that babies who are left alone to cry in those ways do actually still keep on waking, but they usually turn to whatever it is that they've learned to hold in those feelings. Maybe it's um, sucking their thumb or clutching right. a blanket or a soft toy. So they are actually still waking, but they've learned to, um, on their own, right. feelings that are showing up at those Yeah, times. right. And, and people call that self-soothing, and some people think that's good, but it's not necessarily a good thing because they're not getting that connection with us and and they're still needing to cry and they're you know it just doesn't meet their needs this approach again don't want anyone to feel guilty <laughs> yeah i love that it's always it's never i love that from you it's never too late to repair so right, right. watching listening have done that it's really possible as you do with your son to repair and yeah yeah yes and in in terms of the other side uh, maybe babies or toddlers or three-year-olds or four-year-olds that are still waking frequently at night um, from an aware parenting perspective would you like to explain a bit about what's happening there well what what the most likely thing that's going on uh is probably that they just need to cry more in arms that they've maybe been put they're used to being put to sleep with some kind of soothing either either feet, feet breastfeeding nurse sucking either some kind of rocking movement, all these things that we feel we have to do to calm babies down. And they haven't had a chance to use the, the natural physiological calming, calming mechanism, which is releasing stress by crying yes. in arms. Yes. So that's the natural way we relax. Yes. Uh, and these, what I think is more artificial calming methods, they usually don't work for more than an hour or two, a couple hours, and that's when the next waking up happens. Yes. They do put babies into a calm state, but it's temporary. Yes. It's temporary. And what so, I love, I love how um, we're painting just makes so much sense, isn't it? It's really ra logical and rational that you know when babies or, or toddlers or children enter a more light state of sleep, then the feelings that are still there that that we've used kind of ways to repress those things, those feelings bubble up again. Whereas yeah. when, when we support them in expressing those feelings within our loving arms, using that lovely natural re relaxation mechanism, yeah. then, they, then those, bodies, those bodies, those feelings have actually left their body. So they actually feel naturally relaxed, don't they, rather than kind of right. more yeah. repressed, relaxed. <laughs> right, and they sleep longer stretches at night. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very, 
very different way. Do you know what I also love about it? I also love with aware parenting. You talk a lot about really trusting babies and children that they know how to heal, they know how to express feelings, and I think we often think we need to do things to them, so we need to do things to them to help them calm down. But they know how to feel relaxed. They know how to laugh. They know how to cry in our loving arms. They know how to have tantrums. But we yeah. often, we need to do things to help them feel relaxed. But they have. Yeah, we tend, we tend to feel that often, forgetting that they do know how. Um, so I think of it as letting a child fall asleep rather than putting a child to sleep. It's a slightly different way of saying it, which helps explain this approach. Yeah, it's often interesting yeah. the terminology we have around sleep. I know in England they talk a lot about putting a child down to sleep. There's a lot putting, of interesting yeah. words that get used, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what did we have as another question? Um, do you want to say a little bit about co-sleeping or and children having closeness when they're falling asleep? Yeah, well, that's that's a huge need, and I I think it's it's probably wired in biologically. We're mammals. Our children are mammals. <laughs> we we mustn't forget that. Um, so, all as far as I know, all mammals, all land mammals. Uh, the, the young sleep next to their mothers. And this is for warmth, protection, nourishment. And um, I, I don't think the human species is, is any different from other mammals in that sense. So I, I do think that babies need closeness while falling asleep during the night. If that works for families to, to co some form of co-sleeping, I highly recommend it. I'm not militant about it. I, I, I will support parents who prefer to put their babies in a crib or a cot, you'd say. Yeah. But um, I do recommend closeness at night yes. and while falling asleep. I tell them if they use a crib or a cot to at least hold them until they're asleep and then don't ignore them during the night if they should wake up. Yeah, and as you say, you know, again, because aware parenting is about meeting everyone's needs. So if yeah. parents have really big, strong feelings or beliefs around not doing that, it's finding ways. Yeah. How, can yeah. we, how can everyone get their needs met? So, right. Um, and I, I love the piece really from aware parenting that babies and children need three things and probably adults too, but we need to feel tired, connected and relaxed, which is the three pieces that we're talking about here, isn't it? Right. Tired, sleepy. Baby's not going to fall asleep. If they're, if they're not sleepy <laughs> and they need to feel connected. Yeah, I like those three things, the way you say it. And relax, that means re free of stress. Yes. Yeah. Which brings and then, up. yeah. Carry on. Right. And then baby will fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And as we talked about at the beginning there, you know, we can do things to help them feel relaxed, but those tend to be more kind of sitting on the outside forms of relaxation, whereas the more we can cooperate with their natural relaxation mechanisms, right. the more that relaxation is from within. It's a true relaxation in the whole. Yeah. 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 Mm, Authentic so. relaxation. Pardon? Authentic, true, real, real, real relaxation that comes from being rele having released yes. tensions. Yes, and I'm yeah. sure we can all connect to that feeling in ourselves, can't we? That feeling when you just feel so relaxed, maybe you've had a big laugh or we cry to a friend right. or a partner and that it's it's a whole body experience isn't it like so relaxed we just want to <laughs> go to sleep yeah exactly yeah um da -da -da -da. 
so I know some of these are going to be repeating what we said, but so in terms of babies getting what might be called fussy again, I think you call that fussy in the States or mm -hmm. old, um, it's often called the witching hour, isn't it? So what's yeah. going on there in the evenings and what can parents do to help promote restful sleep when the babies or toddlers get fussy? Yeah, well, fussiness, and it does often come late afternoon, evening, that could be a, just a buildup of tensions from the day. It could be a need to cry. And when, when babies get sleepy later in the day, it's harder to repress emotions. So these emotions tend to start bubbling up, wanting to come out, wanting to think of it as bubbling up. Okay. And, and, and uh, that's why, that could be why we see these fussy periods that used to be called colicky periods. Um, so it, it, a sleepy baby who doesn't have pent-up stress will fall asleep. A sleepy baby but who has some pent-up stress may need to cry in arms before falling asleep. Yeah. Again, it's a very different approach, isn't it? I think a lot of behavior, as, as you talk about so beautifully in the aware baby in particular, is we people view it as symptoms of tiredness rather than it's the tiredness that's allowing those feelings to, to bubble up. Right, yeah. And then, and then people will often um, try to get the babies or the children to sleep really quickly because this is a symptom of tiredness rather than allow the feelings to bubble out mm -hmm. so they can naturally fall asleep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so what about attach and play? Your amazing book, Attach and Play, what about how is that helpful before bedtimes? And what's going on when children get really playful or silly right before bed? Okay. So we're talking about little older babies, toddlers, young children now. Um, attachment play can be very helpful at bedtime. It can help connect, you know, that's the, the basic, you know, some need for connection. If you've been away from the, your child all day, the child's been to school or daycare, it's a wonderful way to connect. Just anything like a, telling a cooperative story together, that's all part of attachment play. Um, Activities with body contact, the back rub. But then there's the laughter play too, which can be really helpful. Let's say your child is um, just not wanting to get ready for bed and not wanting to brush teeth and not wanting to put pajamas on. And you, we can do we can do nonsense, silly play. We can pretend that, you know, it's time to brush your toes. Oh, I mean your teeth. So, you know, just kind of be silly about it all. Get them laughing. Yes. Um, and that can release tensions and it can really help and stimulate them to, to want to be more cooperative because mm -hmm. they're going to be laughing and releasing those anxieties, tensions, stress, whatever it is. Most of the time we don't even know what these stresses are that are getting released it's just build up from from the day and frustrations and little yeah. upsets and anxieties yeah and then there's children who are really some children tend to get really hyperactive when they're sleepy and and, and that's that's a bit confusing there's a, it seems to be a lot of nervous energy it's not real genuine energy it's just kind of nervous energy they're wired, you know, <laughs> and they are sleepy. But again, it's emotions need to come out first. And we can help them with that by doing maybe a power reversal game, pillow fight, let them knock us down with a pillow, um, 
you know, do games that get them to laugh. But I don't recommend active play times at bedtime unless unless the child is already acting, yes. Uh, yes. you know, agitated or, or, or hyper. Yeah. Yeah. Again, what I, anything, to add, anything to add about that? Yeah, well, again, what yeah. I love about your approach is that it's really trusting the child, isn't it? If a child's being silly, uh -huh. like, oh, they they intrinsically know that they need some nonsense play, so we join right. in being goofy. Sorry yeah. about my dog in the background. <laughs> um, or if they're being kind of that hyper, then then really mm -hmm. seeing that they're needing paraversal games, that kind of thing. It's really trusting mm -hmm. children, isn't it? They know what they need. And often, again, we, yeah. we yeah. try to kind of coerce them into being calm and cooperative. But actually, when we, when we understand what their behavior is telling us and we cooperate, then they can actually fall asleep. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and there's, there's also um, sometimes fears come up at bedtime, especially if the child, if the child knows you're going to leave after they're asleep if they're sleeping alone in a room yes. if you know, they're old enough for that and we do that but sometimes fears come up around that knowing that we're going to be out of the room for all night or for for an hour or two or whatever yes. so some kind of symbolic play around the fears can help with that you know just they think there's a monster under the bed we can we can play with monster puppets and say just get them to laugh a little bit and pretend to be a monster that's scared of them or you know that kind of play can help children with bedtime fears so there's a lot that we can do with play at bedtime and you talked so beautifully and clearly in in your book attachment play on all of these different things specific games that we can play to help children in all these different situations I often say, you know, parents will often say, um, you know, my baby or my child fights sleep. And I often say, I think it's actually just us fighting their natural relaxation mechanism. That's what's really going on. <laughs> I like that. I like that. It's, it's, we're fighting against something. And sometimes just going with the flow, going with what the child is showing they need to do is, is what works. So lovely. So, and it's kind of a relief, isn't it? <laughs> we can actually go with that rather than fight against that. <laughs> and, and it actually ends up, they actually end up going to sleep sooner than if we keep resisting. <laughs> That's what I found with my children. Yeah. I often talk about, I don't know if you know the yin and yang symbol, the, the black and the white. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I often think, you know, if we try and get our children to feel relaxed, then that leads to them being wakeful, whereas if we go with that, the cry or the play or the, you know, the, the rambunctiousness, the big cry, the tantrum, then they can actually go into natural relaxation and have a nice, relaxed, restful sleep. Right. right. That made me think of another important aspect of, of bedtime. If we ourselves are stressed, anxious, anything, any kind of like, very frustrated maybe not even with them but just with our life they're going to sense that and especially and this is from from birth on our babies aren't going to be able to relax easily if they pick up on our stress so that's another important thing we need to find ways to relax or not have a good cry but also just just calming our minds there's techniques for that um just while we're putting our baby to bed our children to bed um it can help yeah, and again, I think so important part of your work is really the importance of doing our own self-care, our own listening right. to our feelings, yeah. our issues that come up. So important, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. 
Um, how are we doing for time? La, da, 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 da. Um, I think we've pretty much talked most. I'd love to just talk that to the last one. You've talked in a different uh, conversation you, about the joy of helping in parents in consultations around sleep. Yes. Yes. Just a little bit about what you see happens for those parents and their babies or children. Yeah, well, the reason I like that, it's so rewarding for me, is because often there is progress pretty quickly yes. when the parents implement this, this approach. And one thing that I find where parents get stuck um, and where I try to help, they, they, some parents get stuck in thinking that it has to be the mother who puts the child to bed or the yeah. baby to bed, who does bedtime. Yeah. They, and it doesn't have to be the mother. It, I mean, and when it's past the, the, the newborn period, you know, obviously the mother needs to breastfeed and the father can't do that. But, you know, after about a few weeks, four, six, or a few months, or, um, some mothers get in the habit of just nursing their babies to sleep or, or, and thinking it has to be them because that's the only way the baby will fall asleep. And that, that's an age where they, I recommend then you can nurse your baby a little earlier in the evening, then do a story, and then let, the, let your partner, let the non-nursing partner take over, okay? And that, that's kind of a big, that sometimes produces a huge, wonderful breakthrough for, for families because they realize, oh, someone else can do this, you know? <laughs> it doesn't, they don't need to be to sleep, breastfed, you know, they don't need to suck to sleep, it can be the other parent. And that is, is, has been really helpful. So that's what I see. That it's, I frequently give that advice. And some others are resistant and, and think it has to be them. Yeah. But doesn't my baby need me? Yes, of course, of course their babies need me to feed them up, but they also need their their fathers, whoever the other part, parent is, um, and and that can really strengthen the relationship with the, the, the non-nursing partner, and that it it really has good results. Yeah, it's so amazing, and for all age children as well, isn't it? This isn't just for babies. And again, it's what I love about aware parenting rather than what I call classical attachment parenting. Is it uh -huh. brings in the dad or the non-nursing partner if it's two mums or moms. Right. It, it really, um, it means it can be so much more of an equal. Um, yes, exactly. One yeah. of the other parent, isn't it, that they can do Right, right. And I know families now who do aware parenting from the birth of their child, and right from the start, the two parents take turns putting the baby to bed from very early. Yes. And these, these, these children get to be toddlers, and they say perfectly happy with either parent putting them to bed. I, I've heard two-year-olds say, Whose turn is it to put me to bed tonight? You know, perfectly happy with either parent. And I think that's lovely. Wonderful, isn't it? And then, of course, for the, the nursing or the, the breastfeeding mum or parent, then there's more likely to be more rest and more time to right. fill her own cup. So it, it's just, again, another way to meet everyone's needs. The baby yes. gets to express their feelings and be with dad or other mum. And the non-nursing partner often feels left out in the relationship and feels like there's no, nothing they can do, there's no role for them, but there is. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 
so wonderful. Um, so, is there anything else you wanted to say around sleep? Um, so, yeah, I think we've covered pretty much everything. I like your three things. Babies need closeness, connection. Babies need to feel sleepy, or, or children, and they need to be ten, free of tensions, to be relaxed. Yeah. Know? Three things to keep in mind. Yes, and so helpful. I was like lists, and your I love your work. There's so many lists of three that I find so helpful to remember. So thank you. <laughs> so where can if people are new to your work, where can they find out more about what you do? Oh, web, my website awareparenting.com. My five books. The sleep is is I talk about sleep in um, mostly in the Wear Baby, um, some in Tears and Tantrums. Well, actually, in all my books, <laughs> actually. <laughs> But what we've been focusing on is the wear baby and tears and, and attachment play, the play aspect. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so much. It's so enjoyable. And if people want to find out more about my work, my website's marionrose.net. And um, yeah, so lovely to talk to you, Libra. I so appreciate your work. And, and really, you know, from, all, from the parents that I've worked with around sleep, the, the transformation that comes to know that we really don't need to, to, to have endless night waking for three or four years or no. to resort to feeling so desperate and resorting to to leaving our babies in ways that aren't so helpful and and again to really remind everyone who's watching or listening it really is never too late to change we can shift things we can catch up on um past feelings so yeah and and repair our mistakes <laughs> yeah <laughs> so wonderful interactive repair i think of it as so thank you again and I look forward to our next conversation. Right. Bye. 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 Bye.